So we are uh, here uh, at our last installment of our series, Capacity. All right, I got, I got two and a half. I got two and a half. Amen. We are here at our last series of Capacity. capacity. Yes, and um, um, after this, there'll be a test. Yeah, there'll be a test. And I'm not, I'm not administering it, though, because uh, the, the Lord will administer the test to uh, see if you are producing at capacity. There's one last uh, thing, and the song, the song was uh, very appropriate that we want to, one last aspect of capacity we want to look at. You know, the ability or, or power to do, experience, or understand something. The maximum or optimum output amount that something can produce, capacity. Um, we want to we wanna look at today a, a, a shade of it, a shade of it. In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'll, we, we're going to uh, focus in on verses three to eleven, but I, I'll just read. Uh, I'll read all. I read. I read the verses here. Second Corinthians, chapter one. And uh, before I read, um, I don't want to bring any unnecessary um, suffering upon myself. I just want to take a moment to just say happy birthday again to my beloved. Uh, <laughs> so, I can just publicly announce, acknowledge her, and, and then happy birthday to all of the October children of the world. All right? Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth with the, all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we uh, share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that 
but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. <clears throat> Let's pray. Uh, Father, uh, as we even opened in prayer, Lord, asking uh, that you would make us aware. Make us aware, Lord, of the places of comfort. Uh, first and foremost, to, to bless you and, and to praise you, Lord, and, and give thanks for them. And, Lord, uh, to know where you would you'd have us to go and dispense that comfort. Uh, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for this gathering of the other saints, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for a fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. And, and that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> It was a uh, story that, that's been shared about a, a, a woman who had a, a six-month-old baby. Uh, and, and one bright day, holding the baby in her arms in, in the kitchen, um, the baby passed away uh, there in her arms. Her husband, who was a, a pastor and a, and a funeral director, he tried to take the, the lifeless baby away from his mother but the mother wouldn't give the baby up. Um, a lady, a little lady who lived uh, a couple blocks away, she heard uh, of what had happened, and um, she had also lost a baby six months previously. Uh, she came over and, and she sat with the woman. Uh, she didn't try to, to take the baby from the woman. Uh, she just came over and sat and and, and, and she began to tell of her experiences and how her baby was now in heaven with Jesus and that she too would go there one day. And without saying a word, the woman handed her the baby and she took him in to the, to the father and, and then came back and then both of them there on their knees were praying. Uh, she was able to comfort her because of her own suffering. She was able to comfort her because of her own suffering. The text today shares how uh, God gives comfort for suffering, how God gives comfort for suffering, comfort for suffering. Uh, a, a, the broad thing that you, wanna, that you don't want to lose sight of is that God uses suffering. I didn't say he causes suffering. But I said, God uses suffering to increase our capacity for comfort. God uses suffering to increase our capacity for comfort. This, this book, this letter, this epistle uh, in 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul the apostle writes to the church at Corinth and, and those nearby in the region of Achaia. Uh, the, the Lord had used Paul to help plant the church there uh, in Corinth, but, but they displayed many issues that needed to be addressed as they grew. I don't know if you know much about Corinth, but 
uh, they, they were a, a highly gifted church, but struggled with um, immorality uh, uh, and, and, and immaturity. Uh, many of them still held uh, natural worldviews that, that, uh, uh, versus the Christian worldview that they were called to. Uh, Paul spent a, a lot of time correcting them in his letters. Uh, they, they showed signs of repentance, but, but some showed resentment toward Paul, uh, comparing him to other uh, so-called super apostles and, and saying that he didn't measure up. Uh, uh, and, and, and if you don't like the message somebody's giving you, the best thing to do is, is say there's something wrong with the messenger, right? Uh, he, didn't, he didn't measure up. One, one main charge against him that's addressed in this letter was, was all the suffering he was experiencing. They, they, they held that against him. They were led to think it was beneath an apostle to live like that uh, uh, with, with a life of suffering. But, but Paul teaches them it's actually a part of the calling uh, and of the Christian life in general. Uh, he gives them a new lens to see suffering through. Uh, in, in verses 1, one and 2, <clears throat> Paul identifies himself by the title apostle, uh, which some in the church were being led to question and challenge, um, stating that he occupies that role by God's choice. Paul reminds them of the only opinion that truly counts, God made me an apostle. Uh, um, it, it's, it's, it's something that can't be undone by the opinions of people. Uh, Paul couldn't get voted out. <laughs> it, it, it also sets him in a place of authority in God's church, which the Corinthians and the people throughout their region were a part of. Uh, uh, he, he reminds them that they are God's holy people called out and set apart for him. His greeting doesn't reflect the desire to be uh, some kind of cruel dictator with his authority, uh, but, but actually for them to be, the Corinthians, for them to be in a place of God's favor and God's flourishing. He wants the best for them. Paul goes on to share how, how God uses suffering and their relationship to help shape the church for his purposes. Uh, blessed be, we sang it just a minute ago, blessed be, praise be, blessed be, thanks be. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Make it plain, Paul. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we shall share abundantly in comfort too. Paul opens this part of uh, the letter uh, with, a, with a praise for God. Blessed be. Uh, in the Hebrew tradition, uh, blessed be uh, was a praise. Uh, but, but instead of the, the, the prayer uh, and, or the thanks for the church that he usually shares in the next part of the letter, in uh, many of his letters, he, he focuses in just on God. 
thanking him as the true source of compassionate acts, all compassionate acts, and the one who possesses and exercises all comfort. Paul said, let, 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 me, let me focus on God. You know, sometimes there's some people you talk to, you might have to pray before you talk to them. You might have to focus in on God before you focus in on them. But he, he, he focuses in on God. Um, it, 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 it is all comfort, Paul says. God of all comfort. Uh, uh, um, it, it's, it's an all comfort because it's limitless and it covers every type of comfort, comfort that could be necessary. All comfort. It, 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 it measures up perfectly in the way that Paul writes. It measures up perfectly against all our affliction. Uh, Paul says, let's look at what God does. Uh, this, this, this word affliction, it, it represents an oppressive, distressing, mental, physical, social, spiritual, troubling, or harassment. Affliction. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a it's a pressing down. It, you know, it may look different in in different people's lives. Uh, some someone else's affliction may not seem like affliction to you. Uh, in, in, a, in a world that discounts and downplays the pain of others, God has comfort for it. He has comfort for it. Don't don't worry if someone else doesn't get your affliction. God has comfort for it. There are some who are crushed by this time of COVID, while, while others are in fear of uh, economic failures, and uh, some, some are, are tortured with isolation, and, and others are pressed with physical ailments. God provides comfort. Uh, comfort, comfort, both the, the, the soothing and the strengthening that's needed by each in each case, by each one, um, it, it, it's it's both. We, we sometimes we think of comfort as as just a soothing, but comfort is also a strengthening uh, provided by God. Uh, it, you know, in a in a feel good hedonistic culture such as Corinth, y'all thought I was going to say something else. Such as Corinth. Uh, you know, affliction would have would have would have been considered a thing uh, ex experienced by those that were out of favor with God, or and and a, and a part of life just to be avoided. Uh, they they were they were uh, used to uh, listening to professional paid speakers uh, coming through town giving entertaining uh, uh, TED talks instead of sermons about deep things. Uh, that was their lifestyle and. A, a, a message and a messenger like Paul uh, would have been considered weak and unimpressive. Uh, his, 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 his sharing about stuff like affliction, uh, uh, who preaches about affliction? Uh, uh, him, him sharing that message like it was something uh, that, that we should praise God for, that would have sounded real strange uh, and out of place there in Corinth, the same way it sounds strange and out of place here in, in Wilmington, in our time, in our pleasure-driven society. But that shouldn't be the case for the church. Paul sees affliction 
as an opportunity to experience and spread God's comfort. He, 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 he recognized that all comfort, the, the all comfort of God was not just for him, but a gift from God to be shared in community. Uh, uh, who needs church? Paul's saying this is a place for it. Uh, um, I, I remember, I remember uh, thinking about uh, comfort. I, re- I remember uh, having a lot of visitors over at my home after my mother had passed away. And, uh, and if anyone has experienced that, that type of grief, you know that the, the, the time could just be like a blur, you know. Uh, but there was, there was one uh, friend's visit that, that I, I, I clearly remember. I, I clearly remember his visit. And, and well, well, not actually what was said, but I remember how I felt. Um, uh, uh, he came and, and uh, he, you know, we didn't pray uh, and we didn't talk much. He just came and he, and he sat just uh, 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 not talking much at all, and, and, but, but he shared without elaborating that he remembered when his mother died. Uh, for, for some reason, his, his visit, it soothed and it strengthened me. And I didn't get it until I was reading this scripture, but, but God had given him a comfort in his affliction that he was sharing with me. I, I was comforted by God with his presence. Uh, do you see that? Do you get, you, uh, um, there's something that God gives us to give to others, and it comes from suffering and affliction. Paul considers what, he, what he's experienced, uh, uh, the sharing of Christ's suffering, what he's experienced in the sharing of Christ's suffering, uh, where, where afflictions are things that, that, that happen to everyone just in the course of life. This suffering Paul refers to, that word he uses, it, it typically points to what comes specifically from serving God and his people. The suffering, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different, it's a nuance. <laughs> um, whether, whether the adversity is an internal struggle or, or an external threat, the intense distress of suffering is common to all who are connected to Christ through faith. First uh, uh, Peter five nine said Peter says uh, the same sufferings are being experienced by fellow believers throughout the world. Peter says it's happening to all of us. In uh, Philippians uh, one and twenty nine, Paul shares that it, it, it's like a gift granted to us. Not only to believe in in Jesus, uh, but to suffer for his sake. It's been given to us like a present. Uh, It it comes with the territory. But here Paul says that as much as the sufferings overflow in his life and the storms keep on raging, Christ's comfort also flows above and beyond in his life. There is an abundance of that comfort. Uh, um, he, he, has, he has 
one, one abundance going on, but there's an abundance that's flowing over it. There's, there's a principle that, that's at work behind uh, the truth here, this truth of abundance, of comfort. I, I, growing up in, in, the, in the church, we would sing an old song called, You Can't Beat God Given. We would sing it around offering time. <laughs> uh, but, but the idea uh, under the, underneath the song was that you could not outdo God in any sacrifice. Uh, he'll, he'll never owe anyone anything. Uh, when, when Peter told Jesus that, that they left everything to follow him, Jesus said there was no one who had let go of house, family, or land for the sake of him and the gospel who would not receive a hundredfold more. You're not going to outdo him. <laughs> but he said it would still come with a side of persecution. <laughs> that, that's going to come along with it. Uh, but, but, but because we have the God of all comfort, uh, we don't have to concern ourselves with saving ourselves from the suffering that comes along with serving him because he will surely comfort us in greater measures. Not only that, he'll, he'll also do it in a way that we have the capacity to share that comfort with, other, with others. This is the kind of God Paul wants to praise and celebrate and says he's to be blessed. Paul continues unfolding how affliction and suffering in his life is for the benefit of the community. He says, if we are uh, 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 afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. If you, if you, if you stop and quit too soon, you won't, you won't, you won't receive that comfort. Uh, uh, our hope for you, though, Paul is saying, is unshaken. For we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's firm. Paul describes how the affliction they, they believe is a mark of, of some, him being some lesser apostle is actually a tool used by God in him to benefit them. The very thing that looking down their nose on Paul about is a thing that God is using to bless them. The, the affliction he faces is actually for the sake of the church. It, it's, it, it's like a child who complains about a parent missing their game, not knowing that the parent had been off hard at work to pay for the uniform the child needed to continue to be able to play with the team. It's, it's, it's tied together. The, 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 the knowledge of Paul's affliction should have actually produced a, a mutual comfort and a confident attitude of deliverance in the Corinthians uh, as they witnessed God sustaining Paul through that thing over and over again. It, it, it is for their comfort that Paul shares with them the comfort of God received in his own affliction strengthening them to, to, so that they can remain faithful as, as they go through, surely going to go through what he's going through. Uh, they, they needed to consider themselves allies with Paul, uh, allies in suffering and in comfort. Uh, this should have been their position. 
the, 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 the church's call to this sharing of circumstances. Paul had explained in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 26, that as a body, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. In Romans 12, 15, uh, Paul said, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. There's a, there's a mutuality. Uh, he wants them to know that they're in this thing together. As the Corinthians are, are partners with Paul in his suffering, Paul knows if, if, they, if they stay connected with me in this thing, as I'm connected with Christ, he confidently expects them to receive the same comfort. Uh, uh, you, if, if, if you are confident in Christ you, 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 and, and you know that there is a believer experiencing what you've experienced and you know what God has done in you, you know that God can do it for them. Amen? In all this, Paul finds reason to bless the Lord. <laughs> bless the Lord. Even in suffering and affliction, Paul says the lens of the, the, the Christian should be to bless the God, the Father of all mercy, and the God of all comfort. Uh, look, uh, he says, for we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we are experienced, that we experienced in Asia. Um, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Um, he, he delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. <sighs> Paul, Paul adds in some personal testimony. Uh, he, he wasn't just sharing some idealized, flowery message about affliction and comfort. It had literally played out in his life. Uh, he, he could tell the Corinthians to embrace what he shared because he was preaching a thing that he had lived. Something happened there in Asia. And, and, and here, instead of sharing the details of what happened, Paul describes the crushing pain that it brought him. Uh, I love Paul's transparency. There's a method to what he's doing, though. Uh, he he he, he, he shared this crushing pain with them. Uh, we, can, we can only imagine the circumstances because he doesn't give us the circumstances uh, um, because Paul had suffered so many things. He, he, he's going to go on and share in chapter 11 about the near-death beatings and imprisonments and stonings and shipwrecks and dangerous environments and dangerous people being physically deprived of food, clothing, and shelter. He had faced all of this, but, but, but all we know about this situation is that Paul had gotten to a place where he could see no way out. Uh, uh, we may not be in that place right now. <laughs> Some of us may. But they, there are those that are in that place. He, he, he could see no way out. Paul was a real living, breathing person with a flesh suit. 
he, he, he felt that death would be the only result of his circumstances. It's the only door he saw. Uh, uh, remember we, when we mentioned last week, that if you were here last week, how, how people like to say God won't ever put more on you than you can bear? Remember, and I said, I don't think that's true. Well, look at here. Paul says plainly here that he was utterly burdened beyond his strength. I'm glad I found it in the Bible. Clearly, it was more than he could handle this situation. And we like to think of Paul as a, as a, as a super Christian. He faced this. Notice, though, how, how Paul doesn't, he doesn't discount or ignore those feelings, um, but, he, but he shares his pain with his brothers and sisters. Though, it, there are those who are enduring that but won't share it. They'll never receive the comfort, right? He, uh, he, he shares that, that things got so terrible there in Asia that he accepted the, the, the judicial ruling of death, of the death sentence that seemed to be handed down to him. The, the affliction was such a crushing burden that Paul had no more fight left in him. He, 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 he had no more appeals. Even, even the most spiritual among us, uh, uh, we have to admit our, our tendencies toward being self-reliant, uh, uh, believing our, our cleverness, or our, it's just me. I, let me just say, let me just say me then. Our cleverness or our connections could, could get us out of almost anything. Um, imagine the helplessness of the situation that would make us completely let go of any possibility of trying to figure it out or to get ourselves out of it. I mean, we would have to be in deep for us to stop struggling with our own struggle power. <laughs> uh, uh, be, being, being at a point where, where you believe that no resource on earth could help you. Um, it, it's been said that you never know uh, God is all you need until God is all you have. Uh, Paul recognized that no ability of his own, no status he possessed, not his Hebrew background, uh, his education, his cleverness, not even his precious Roman citizenship could save him from whatever he was facing. Look, there's another important note here. It's that although Paul acknowledged and shared these feelings he was uh, faced with, he didn't make those feelings his God. He submitted those feelings to God. He submitted those feelings to God. And, and so, so in, in Paul's estimation, if he was going to face death, he saw God alone as his hope. Turning, turning that death sentence over to God and said, hey, I, I'm going to go, so here you go. Um, the, 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 the God that he turned it over to, he knew something about, though. Uh, uh, the, the God he, he, that he turned it over to, he said, I, I'm going to turn it over to him. Uh, 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 this thing that I'm facing is real, but I'm going to turn it over to him. Uh, th him, the God who has a history of deliverance. He can be trusted even in the face of death, Paul imagines. Uh, 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 he knew the history that Israel despaired when they were trapped by the Red Sea. 
with, with Egypt's armies closing in on them, they believed that they were as good as dead, but God delivered them uh, 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 from what would feel like death. When David found himself often overwhelmed by the threat of his enemies, he, he speaks of putting trust in God and shares the testimony of praise here in Psalm 56, uh, to God, he says, you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling. Even when God's people stood defeated and crushed at the foot of the cross of Christ, when it looked like everything was lost in death, he proved himself able to overcome and to deliver even from death. Paul says, I put my trust in the one who can deliver and raises the dead. I, 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 I'll, I'll surrender my feelings to him. Part of, the, part of the comfort to share with others in crushing affliction is the witness and the testimony that God has and will deliver. Uh, that, that, that is a portion of comfort that can be shared with others. E even if uh, that final act of comforting deliverance comes in the resurrection. Uh, comfort is to share that with someone. Uh, uh, Jesus had to share with a mourning sister uh, uh, at, at the death of her brother, uh, Martha, uh, that her brother would rise again. Uh, uh, and then uh, he had to explain himself to her uh, in order to comfort her and let her know that, it, 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 that he was the resurrection and the life. Uh, and, and then he would go forward and give her an example, <laughs> calling her brother out of the grave. Paul praises God for deliverance, past, present, future, knowing Knowing now uh, uh, that, that, that there is, is more affliction and suffering to come, though, he urges the church to get on board with him. He, he gets the church involved. He says, this is why I've been praising God, and, and now here is your portion. You must also help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Even after sharing that God alone has and will deliver, Paul acknowledges the part of the Corinthians, what they need to take on. Prayer. Prayer. This is, this is no time to sit back evaluating, he shares. It's not, it's not time to evaluate and critique or even pity my suffering. This is time for the church to participate through prayer. Prayer for uh, deliverance, prayer for soothing and strengthening, prayers of thanksgiving to God who works through suffering to produce comfort for others. God utilizes the prayers of the saints as part of his process. Uh, we've learned before that the prayers don't twist God's arm, but they will twist us and shape us for his will. Prayer is our part. <laughs> and his will is to provide comfort for suffering. God's will is to provide comfort for suffering. A, few, a couple implications. When it comes to suffering, 
The church has to know. When it comes to suffering, life in Christ will always bring us into proximity with it. But it will also bring us into proximity with him for comfort. Church has to know that. The church has to operate like that. Amen? Um, we also need to be aware that a, a, a great sufferer can become a great soother and strengthener of others for God. Uh, somebody that's suffered greatly, they have a great opportunity. <laughs> we need to operate in the knowledge that the world is in need of this comfort that we carry. The world is in need of the comfort that we carry. You, you, you may not have experienced everything someone has experienced, but the comfort of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, the ultimate in all to be all of comfort, the world is in need of it. So we ask, what has God comforted you through that he expects you to share for someone else's comfort? What has God comforted you through that he expects you to share for someone else's comfort? We have uh, a great uh, privilege to believe in Christ, but also the gift of, of suffering for him. But then we have the great knowledge of the comfort that he gives and the ability to give that and share that comfort with someone else. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you, Lord, for um, what you share with us, Lord, that's not uh, uh, common and, and everyday, Lord. It's, it's not natural in our thinking. Well, we, we naturally avoid uh, pain and discomfort, oh God, but you have uh, taught us and shown us that uh, in it all, Lord, you are to be blessed and that there is uh, no suffering or affliction, Lord, that can outweigh your comfort. Uh, we pray to recognize that, Lord, in the midst of it. We pray to recognize, Lord, that he, uh, even if we are uh, at peace and we are comforted, Lord, that there are others that are not. Let us be conduits of your comfort in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.